This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Space tacos, Jim. What? Space tacos. You heard me right. Would you pay more for a space taco compared to a regular taco? Like, so it's been, has it been in in space, like, and circumnavigated the world or what? Yes. On the International Space Station, astronauts have been growing chili peppers. (laughs) (laughs) Out of what? Well, out of seeds, I'm assuming. Do you mean, is this a Matt Damon? Yeah. Poo potato situation? <laughs> their own feces. Is William Shatner is up there, you know, just growing chili peppers? <laughs> That's what they're growing them in. Shat. <laughs> no, they're growing chili peppers in, in soil, I assume. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do want to look into this a little bit more. With some hydroponic lights, I'm guessing. Um, and NASA astronaut Megan MacArthur tweeted on Friday about tasting red and green chili peppers that were grown on the International Space Station, shared a photo of the tacos she made, and she described them as the best space tacos she's had yet. (laughs) Would you pay more, knowing that the the chilies on your taco had been to outer space? Absolutely not. Half the appeal of a taco is how cheap they are, right? It's like, I want a taco for a dollar. I don't care what it tastes like. If the taco was $2 and the peppers were grown on the International Space Station... I mean, I would have one just to say I ate something from outer space because I've never obviously had the opportunity. Uh huh. But I, I can't see five dollars. How high would <laughs> no, you go? No, no, you had me at two. That's where I max out. Would I think, you pay more? I think I'd pay like twenty dollars to try a space taco. I wonder though. Would you like? Would it actually be better? Would it be a placebo kind of thing? You, you I can taste the space, or would it just be? The same old thing. Well, I think it's like a a Wagyu beef situation where you just, it's like people are paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, how much better can it actually taste? You know? The guy tells me it tastes better who serves it to me. And I go, It's a prestige thing. You want to be the guy who can say he's had a space taco. Sure, sure. It's like, do you want to drink a bottle of wine that was found in the Titanic? You know, James Cameron grabbed it. It'll taste like the rest of the wine I've ever had. Or probably grosser. <laughs> Maybe a little skunky. But if you say you had Titanic wine yeah. and it pairs nicely with space tacos, <laughs> everyone's going to think you're a real baller. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I would. I've always wanted to be a baller. <laughs> NASA astronauts growing chili peppers. Look up in the sky. You know what's going on up there? Chili peppers are growing. <laughs> Jim, you've got some audio that you've been chuckling about. You, you asked off the air if I wanted to hear it, but mm-hmm. I saw how much you were enjoying yourself listening to it, and I said, no, no, just play it for everybody. What do you got? I have possibly the worst guitar playing you've ever heard. I mean, I've heard kids pick up guitars and like try to strum, and I've never heard anything this bad, especially from a professional musician. It's DJ Khaled. Now, professional musician, call it what you will, but this guy is successful. He's got some great tunes, and he's a multi-millionaire. He's more of a producer, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less. He he actually used to be in radio, and he would do mixes on like the radio, so he like used to be like a DJ mixing uh, yeah, yeah. records and then he, Did he rap as well is that a thing? he yells dj khaled a lot on his dj songs. khaled um but anyway he got a guitar in the mail from the estate of bob marley i guess the estate has uh put out a new acoustic guitar for sale that uh you know represents the way bob marley plays and 
uh, DJ Khaled was one of the first one to get get it, and he decides to play. I'll just that's that's all you need to know. Here it is. Special note from the Marley family. Shout out to the Marley. Melissa, can you read this for me? Can you read this to the world, please? Okay. Um, DJ Khaled, we're excited to share this new guitar with you. As someone who has an appreciation for Bob Marley's life and music, we want you to be one of the first to play the Guilty 20 Marley, based on Bob's at-home songwriting guitar from 56 Hope Road. This guitar-inspired songs that help unite the world, and we hope it gives you inspiration as well. Does he think it's good? I think so. He's doing that soulful head bobbing while he's doing it. Like he's like like he's really honoring Bob Marley. <laughs> this this guitar was used to unite the world. Let's hear you tear that all down with six chords. I mean, you say chords, but he's taking his full mitt and putting it around the fretboard and just like <laughs> playing it. Like DJ Khaled doesn't know how to play guitar, is what we've learned here. Yeah. But even if you don't know how to play guitar, you think you would just go ring and, you know, you can make it sound not awful. <laughs> I know that uh, there are members of the Marley family in the Taz and Jim listening area. Stephanie Marley went to the University of Western Ontario, has a house near London, Ontario. Um, if you're listening, Stephanie Marley, send Jim and I one of those guitars. We... <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this. I have never claimed to be better at an instrument than anyone, but I can play guitar better than DJ Khaled. <laughs> Elon Musk made a power move yesterday. Did you see this, Jim? I did. <laughs> I love it. The director of the United Nations World Food Program was doing an interview with CNN and said that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos could solve world hunger for $6 billion, which is a fraction of their net worth. If they just gave us $6 billion, there would be no world hunger. So Elon Musk went to Twitter. He said, okay, I'll sell some Tesla stock and give you $6 billion. You just show me the plan, and we need open accounting so everyone can see exactly where this money's going, and the money's yours. Yeah. Done. Radio silence from the UN afterwards. <laughs> they just like pulled that number out of nowhere, I think. Well, the director responded by saying that the CNN headline was inaccurate and $6 billion will not solve world hunger. It will help, though. It'll save 42 million people on the brink of starvation. Elon stood firm, said, publish your current and proposed spending in detail so people can see exactly where the money goes. Hmm. Sunlight is a wonderful thing. And I don't know if you've ever worked for a, a charity organization or uh, any of these big companies that takes donations. They hate showing you where the money goes. Yeah, yeah, because their administration costs take up 80% of the money they take in. It's the uh, tale is all this time. A friend of mine worked for a charity i'm not going to say which one and he was he was told they no longer needed him to volunteer his time because he was asking where the money went shut up yeah it's like hold on we made this much why where's this going why is this why isn't this all going here why is it going there yeah you know what we don't need you around anymore <laughs>
We like people who obey orders and don't ask questions. CNN added a correction to the article saying the director doesn't believe Elon's money can solve world hunger. It's a step in the right direction. See, remember UNICEF? Remember when we were going door to door? It was just Halloween. Remember that? Yeah. I just Googled it. How much money did UNICEF make? Like, they said they were going to solve world hunger. Last year alone, they made $7 billion. Where's that money? Is that saving 42 million lives? Who's counting those pennies is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's time consuming you gotta pay someone <laughs> to roll all those pennies yeah that, that costs money itself it's at least two billion right there <laughs> well the, the offer stands elon says you can have six billion if you show me where the money's going remember last week mark zuckerberg renamed the uh the f- company facebook there yeah meta called it meta he may not have done his due diligence there's already a computer company named meta Uh oh. uh-huh Meta PCs, and they have already filed a trademark for the word meta for their computers, laptops, tablets, software, and other tech-related uses. Application is not approved yet, Mm. but they filed before Zuckerberg did, so you'd think they should get the use of, of meta. Yeah, you think you'd just, you know, run that by the old patent office before you make the international announcement, eh? Because <laughs> it is a pretty generic term to think that you would have claim over. It's pretty bold. Here is the, uh, the CEO of Meta PCs, the existing Meta, talking about their company. To reflect who we are and what we hope to build, I'm proud to announce that we are now Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> They say, hey, don't worry, Zuckerberg, you can have the name if you give us $20 million. Ooh. Honestly, pocket change to Facebook, but that would be amazing. Oh, you'd retire right after that, would you not? Yeah, forget my computer company. (laughs) It was one shop in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to be on the beach. Zuckerberg isn't caving, though. He says he thinks he has the rights to use the term meta for his purposes. And it's it's already a win for Meta PCs. They've seen a five thousand percent increase in social media followers since Facebook's announcement. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> oh, I wish they had named uh, uh, Facebook Taz and Jim. <laughs> Dang, we would have been set. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, they're enjoying the attention, and twenty million dollars is their price if Zuckerberg wants to buy him out. Jim, you millennial. What? How are you doing, millennial? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What kind of ageism is this? <laughs> you know us Gen Xers. So you're not a millennial. I thought no. you were. No, I'm too old to be a millennial. I'm I'm Generation X. <laughs> not a boomer. Easy Don't even go there. <laughs> um, the reason I'm bringing up the fact that you're a millennial and I'm Gen X is because we got Gen Z coming up fast here like you you got some competition there oh yeah you and the millennial crew that you hang out with jim Uh oh saw this on buzzfeed it's things that gen z plans to get rid of millennial things that gen z doesn't want any part of Hmm, okay for example cancel culture they want to get rid of cancel culture agreed agreed it would be funny if the next generation was more conservative than the one before it. Usually it goes the other way. Yeah, right? 
Drinking IPA beers. What? What's wrong with IPAs? <laughs> now you're showing your age. <laughs> These Gen Zs and their white claws. Okay, millennial. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, like, is it they're too heavy? I, yeah, a lot of a lot of Gen Z people can't even drink yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is Gen Z? It's age six to um, six to twenty four year olds. Okay, <laughs> so there's a small percentage so, of of Gen Zs who have legally had a an alcoholic beverage. Okay, don't knock it till you try it. I can remember uh, poo pooing craft beers for a while and then i started drinking some of them and they were really good true we had a whole radio bit on it i was yeah. i was not on board with the ipas initially mm-hmm. but i had some friends educate me and and i'm fine with it now what about lip injections agree gen z wants to get rid of lip injections yeah yeah i mean they look fine at the time but then you got to keep up with them and they then they uh, do they, they, go, do they look fine? You're not fooling anybody. It, it would be like if I showed up at work and I had a full head of hair next week. Jim, you'd know I did something. Yeah, well, just like the lips, it, it looks good on camera, and like on Instagram, and then you see it in real life, and you go, something's off here. Well, you didn't have those lips yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you just scrolled down the timeline. And today you have them. Yeah, true. You're not fooling anybody. <laughs> Man buns. See you later, man buns. Good work, Gen Z. Yeah, I'll yeah. stand behind you there. I think we're all past the man bun at this point. What about uh, choosing a financially stable job over their dream job and then regretting it? Good luck with that one, yeah, Gen Z. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Live in Never Neverland while you're at it. Take, a, take any job you can get and learn how to work. And then maybe one day you'll get to do your dream job. The big mistake I think millennials and a lot of people are making right now is they want to start at the top. Yeah. I'm not taking that job. It's not my dream job. Uh, Sometimes you got to do a job that isn't so great in order to work your way towards the job that you've always wanted. True. Yeah. The amount of people I went to college with that went to Toronto immediately to make it big. And then they came back six months later. <laughs> yeah, and said, should have moved to Owen Sound. <laughs> Weird drawn on eyebrows is number one on this list. Hmm. I can't relate. That's not something I do. Uh, Jim, you, you no. drawn weird eyebrows on your face? Not lately. Not lately. I know what they're talking about, though. What about avocado toast? I like avocado toast. Yeah. Is it? It's like it's like they just want to get rid of it because uh, m- millennials like it so much, and apparently Gen Xers as well. But it tastes good and it's healthy. What's wrong with that? God, I hate these Gen Zs. I'm becoming an old man here. I know. I love it. <laughs> They're coming for you, bud. They're taking over. Go Gen Z. Hands off my man bun. I wanna see you peacock. Sports time, Devin Peacock from Global News Radio is with us. And, Dev, you want to give a kudos to Eli and Peyton. You think they're doing a fantastic job on Monday Night Football. Yeah, if people are not yet watching uh, the Manning brothers do their Monday Night Football uh, broadcast on ESPN, they should be. Because, to me, it's better than the Monday Night Football broadcast. I didn't watch... Uh, Monday Night Football, the traditional broadcast last night at all. All I did was watch uh, the Manning Brothers. And so you, you you have the option. I got to be honest. I have been watching the highlights on social media. They'll, they'll post clips of the Manning Brothers talking football during 
the Monday nighter, but I haven't sat through an entire game. You have the option to either watch the Mannings or you can watch a different feed that has play-by-play commentators. Is that how it works? Yeah, so you can watch uh, you can watch the traditional broadcast, or you can watch another broadcast where it's basically the the, the game is there, and then off to the side, you've got Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, and usually they'll have a guest with them. Uh, yesterday they had John Stewart to start, and Peyton Manning had this one great line because John Stewart was talking about how come you guys can't you know grow uh, more Mannings or. Uh, you know, share some of that Manning love. And uh, Peyton Manning's like, well, my dad's stud fee's gone up in recent years. And so they just have, like, these kind of, like, <laughs> funny comments that come along that, to me, like, if I was ESPN and I wanted to be really kind of daring because the Monday Night Football broadcast, to me, is boring. If you want to be daring, make this the Monday Night Broadcast. One make feed and it's the Mannings. One feed to rule them all, and it's <laughs> Peyton and Eli Manning. Yeah, they've got such a good rapport with all these players, and they have the, the respect of all the guests that they have on on their show. And it really, from the clips I've seen, seems like it's a it's a casual affair, and it definitely stands out. It's funny too because uh, Peyton's always dumping on on Eli too. <laughs> He's always He's making fun of him. Yeah, vibe. it's like <laughs> it's just a good vibe. It is a good vibe, but it's also they do mix in like some good analysis of what's happening, what's going on, like. Yesterday we had the Giants and the Chiefs. Uh, the Giants are the team Eli used to play for, of course. So, like, but he still remembers a lot of the plays they do. And so, like, he was referring to last week's game for the Giants and what they were doing uh, in terms of running the football and throwing the football. Because John Stewart is also a Giants fan, so Eli's breaking down. Well, here's why that's not working. Here's what they're trying to do. Here's how they're trying to reinvigorate the offense. And so interspersed with some of the the lighter moments, there is actual good football analysis from two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. What were people giving away to trick-or-treaters on Halloween? Well, in some cases, some strange stuff. Here on County OPP would like to remind parents to take a few minutes to check over their child's Halloween candy to make sure it's safe for consumption. This after uh, police believe a package of cannabis edibles, some gummies were handed out in the ta- town of Roxeter. Roxeter, yeah. Sometime on Halloween night, Roxeter was Roxeting. What an awesome t- n- uh, name for a small town, eh? Yeah, well, <laughs> Roxeter, um, somebody got a package of, of multiple cannabis edibles. Yeah. If you have information about the incident, contact here on OPP. I think they may have wrapped this one up, unless this is all, uh, you know, multiple cannabis goodies given out in Huron County. But I saw the police tweet out something along the lines of <clears throat> they actually looked into it and they were just normal candies. Uh, but the person who was giving them out put them in these smell-proof bags. If you buy edibles or sometimes weed at the, at the Ontario Cannabis Store, it comes in a, a kind of a thick plastic bag with yeah, a yeah, zip yeah. on the top. Did and it have the marijuana leaf on the bag? It did not, but it was the same type. And it came with like five varieties of candy. And it looked... Like if I was, I saw I, the picture and yeah, it did look like it gummies, exactly like edibles. And turns out one of the, co- I don't know what kind of research did. One of the cops just ate two and waited an hour, <laughs> but they are, uh, they were not in fact cannabis candies. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing for that police officer. <laughs> what a rip off that was. Could have been a great evening.
Yeah. Uh, some stuff in Hamilton that was given out, kind of some strange trick-or-treat items here, Jim. Yeah, this is a funny uh, article from the Hamilton Spectator. I love the, the title of it. Mom, someone just gave me cat food. Some kids got odd items while trick-or-treating. Uh, and they tweeted out uh, a bunch of uh, photos, or the article contains a bunch of tweets. One uh, one person, Naomi Parnas from Toronto, their kid got lobster paste. What the hell is lobster paste? I don't know. Is it? It looks like it's in a tuna can. Is it food? Like, do you eat lobster paste, or is it something you use to take care of your lobster? <laughs> Like if a claw falls off, you glue it back on with some lobster paste. Well, you're gonna brush the shell. You put a little it's lobster like toothpaste paste yeah. on the on the brush. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wait, wait. For those wondering, lobster paste, according to the Acadian Supreme Inc. website, is made for made from lawn, lobster, tamale, and roe, and is used in soups, chowders, sandwiches, and dips. Just what kids love: chowders, oh, lobster paste. <laughs> What else? Uh, someone else uh, in the area got uh, a full can of Spam with 25% less sodium. That's not bad. And yeah, the parent tweeted out, my kid got a full Airheads Extremes candy bar and some Spam. <laughs> uh, another person got uh, a can of sweetened condensed milk, Rooster brand. It sounds like people were panicking. They ran out of chocolate and they kept getting knocks on the door. The doorbell kept ringing. They're like, well, what else do we have? Mm. Go to the pantry. Like when you're a kid and there's a food drive at school and you just reach in the back and pull out yeah. whatever's left. Well, this lobster paste has been sitting here for three years. We'll take this in. <laughs> <laughs> Another person. This is Kate Amley, one on Twitter. Mine scored Brussels sprouts. Wow. And there's a bag of Brussels sprouts and a large black mustache and a sparkly uh, birthday with a number, or sorry, a sparkly number two birthday candle. So only good for somebody's I, second birthday or 20th or 12th, I guess. But then just somebody just threw in a number two candle. <laughs> yeah. The it's, of the some people just stuff. not getting the, the whole point of Halloween. Yeah. Oh, somebody else. Package of ramen. See, this would be great That's if you were in bad. college and you got all these things. Especially if you got the marijuana <laughs> edibles, <laughs> then you got some ramen, then a couple chocolate bars. Yeah. Candle to heat up the noodles with. Perfect. <laughs> You're set. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock from Global News Radio is here with us. And the NFL trade deadline is today. What are some of the things we should be watching here, Dev? Well, the LA Rams got a big jump on the uh, trade deadline uh, yesterday, acquiring Von Miller from the Denver Broncos. They gave up a second rounder and a third rounder in 2022 to get it done. And when you look at the LA Rams and their defense, as it's now uh, put together, you've got Von Miller. They've already got Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Ramsey. They are going to be a scary defense to face. And when you look at the teams, uh, they could potentially play in the playoffs. I mean, what's the best way to beat Tom Brady? you got to get in his face so they can have another weapon to do that. What's a good way to get Aaron Rodgers off his game? You get in his face again. Uh, when you look at uh, trying to, uh, to knock off the Arizona Cardinals, you got to disrupt Kyler Murray. You need these guys to do this. Miller is 32 years old at this point. He missed last year with an ankle injury, but he could still be a force defensively. And uh, that really puts the LA Rams up a notch. They've got Matthew Stafford, of course, in the offseason. They are looking like a team that will be extremely difficult to play and beat in the playoffs. 
One uh, development that came along yesterday, I don't know how they respond necessarily, is the Tennessee Titans, because there's no real replacement for Derrick Henry. It looks like he suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury on Sunday against Indianapolis. Yeah, that sucks. Derrick Henry has just, I mean, it's obvious, but he's been a beast this year for the Titans. He's an animal to watch play football, isn't he? Just the way he runs down the field, guys, like, it's like a cartoon football player with guys falling off of him. Yeah. Like the bully young guy who's twice the size of the other kids, and he just runs through everybody. Yeah, he's a man amongst boys. Yeah, but so, like, how do you replace that? I mean, they could acquire a running back today if they're worried, you know, long-term. Maybe they think, okay, he could be back at the end of the season. This year is one extra game longer, so there's a bit more time. But still, a foot injury is a foot injury, and this one looks to be quite significant. So you could acquire someone, but it's not Derrick Henry, and it's going to change the way teams defend the Titans because Derrick Henry is no longer a part of that uh offense going forward so for the titans uh, that is just you know the blow of all blows i can't imagine a team losing a player more central to them than possibly patrick mahomes with kansas city well hold on with the buffalo bills is patrick mahomes still patrick mahomes because this season the the kc has not been playing well and last night they barely won it's a good question. Um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes has been off all season long. I was watching uh, Monday Night Football last night, the, the Manning Brothers edition, and there was one point when he almost threw an interception right at a New York Giant player. Like, it was basically as if he was throwing to the Giants, not to the Chiefs. And uh, all season long, it has been uh, this issue with Patrick Mahomes where he's been making bad decisions where he feels because he is Patrick Mahomes, he can rescue a play where he's just got to learn that sometimes the defense has you just got to throw it away. Uh, The Chiefs survived a couple turnovers last night to beat the Giants, but still, it's Patrick Mahomes. I would rather have Patrick Mahomes than any other quarterback in the league. He's struggling, but Patrick Mahomes struggling is still fantastic. (laughs) How about a monster hospital bill? A woman in Atlanta, Georgia, is ticked off. She went to the media after her visit to the emergency room. She was sitting around waiting to see a doctor for seven hours. Never saw a doctor, but still got a bill in the mail for $700. Here she is talking about the experience. What do you mean I have a bill for that day? I didn't do anything. I was really just shocked. I didn't get my vitals taken. Nobody called my name. I wasn't seen at all. I just came, sat in a chair for seven hours and left. It's hospital protocol. Even if you're just walking in and you're seen, I mean, you're not seen. When you type in your social, that's it. (laughs) Seeing that they're able to bill you for random things, honestly, it doesn't make me want to go when I get injured. And that's not good. Yeah, the hospital initially saying that you you don't get billed when you see someone. You get billed the second you arrive and check in. It's outrageous. It would cost less to spend seven hours in the penthouse suite at the Hilton. You know, like, what what is this charge based off of? You're providing a chair. Hey, one reason it's great to live in Canada, you can go to the emergency room and wait for seven hours and not see a doctor, and it's free. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. Everything costs money. Price of of living going up considerably, and the Ford government announcing 
soon, sources are saying they're going to make the announcement that minimum wage will go up to $15 an hour. And Jim, we posted this story earlier on Facebook. Mm -hmm. What are some of the comments we're seeing? Not a lot of positivity, I got to say. Jeff says, how about slowing inflation instead? If you want more than minimum wage in life, get a skill set that deserves more. Chris says, why doesn't the government foot the bill and do something with income tax and put money in people's pockets? Stop putting it on the employer. Uh, Christine says, for Hamilton, minimum living wage is $17 an hour. With everything plus rent going up, they are back to the same spot. No improvement whatsoever. Yeah, currently $14.35, going up to $15. Doesn't seem like a huge increase. We got a text message here. Uh, $15 still isn't enough. I'm living in a house. My mortgage, thankfully, is only $600 a month, and I still fall behind. $600 a month mortgage? Right. I feel for you falling behind, but boy, oh boy, that's... that's Bought at the right time. Imagine imagine making minimum wage and trying to get into the housing market now. Yeah, paying $1,800 minimum, minimum for a mortgage. You want to comment? You can do that anytime. Facebook, text message, one eight three three taz and jim That's one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. And of course, our friends at Global News following this story very closely. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.